Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles, bringing you everything you need to know in L.A. sports, as we do every week right here on this podcast. In addition to the show, you can also follow us on your favorite social media platform, and you can get that info at guysinshorts.com. On the show, we have updates on the Dodgers, Angels, Rams, Raiders, UCLA, USC, Galaxy, and maybe the Chargers if we have time. There's also some news on the Lakers front to discuss, and we have the triumphant return of Gut Check. Gut Check. Where the guys (laughs) answer questions about some of the headlines and give us what their gut says. It's a Gut Check. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think your gut needs another beer. (laughs) It needs a few less beers, actually. (laughs) Let's get to it. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Cody Ballinger is the only player in history to have 35 home runs and 10 stolen bases in his rookie year, and that is not my useless stat of the week. Wow, wow that's that's a <laughs> coming good stat. in guns hot. Did he Eric, have, wait? Didn't he have 35 home runs like a month ago? But the that's 10 like stolen bases. Oh, okay. Pay no, pay <laughs> no attention impressive. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrown off because yeah. we're out of order here. But Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira, so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I like just, that. Yeah, nice. nice. That was nice. And Benjamin Garcia. Hoopty hoop. Oh, there he is. Not here with us is Darren Besa. I uh Do we know why? Do we know is it more legal trouble? Uh I, I've heard the the herpes flirt up again. Oh, <laughs> He's like making the bathtub with calamine lotion. <laughs> yeah. That was the picture that, he sent Ben and I. So, that sounds yeah. right. That sounds right. Sorry, Darren. Nope. <laughs> ben would know. He gave it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel safe sitting on the couch yeah, now. In a spot. You have it now as well. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I All said, right. that's why I wear two pairs of underwear when I record here. <laughs> Probably smart. You two love birds, both wearing your uh, SC gear. Yes. I feel like that's the place to start. Oh, yes. It was Big the biggest. Win over the weekend. It was the biggest game of this weekend. It, it definitely was the Best attended game of the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Hammer, what do you got for us? All right, so we are going to start off strong with a USC update. So number four USC. This is going to be a Hammer bookend episode. Yeah, We start with SC and we'll end with Galaxy. There you go. And it all happened on the same evening. It was a glorious evening that Saturday (laughs) night. Great. Glorious. (laughs) So number four USC hosted the Texas Longhorns for the first of a home and home series between the two schools. This is going to be, this was the first meeting between the schools since the 2005 national championship game. And the fun fact about this uh, game, kind of my Victor Costello useless stat of the week is USC is four and O all time against the Texas Longhorns. I didn't know that. Wow. Minus that bowl <laughs> Oh, there's there's a kavat to this. Okay. I heard that because they lost to them. They lost in the national championship, but that game we was blame vi- it on well, the sanctions. Sanction. <laughs> because Reggie Bush, all return. the games he played in were removed from the record. Oh, wow. So that, that loss is technically not on the record. So yeah. USC <laughs> is wow. if, you ask, if you ask the SC historians, <laughs> they say four and zero. Oh. So so that was kind of the fun the fun fact from that day is officially. USC is, was 4-0 heading into that game, so that was kind of a little poking fun at, at the Texas fans while they were there. But Matt Leinert, Vince Young, they were both in the building. Matthew McConaughey was there, so it was an event. The crowd was electric for pretty much the entire day, from the tailgating leading up to it, to the game, all the way to the last second of the game. All right, the, all the right, sta- all yeah, right. Yeah, it was all... All good. So I want to start off by shouting out the Texas Longhorn fans. They traveled extremely well, and they were some of the friendliest fans that I've ever come across at the Coliseum. Really? Yeah. Every single person was there. They had their cowboy hats, their cowboy boots, their burnt orange. They were friendly, nice people. Everyone was ready to talk to you. Everyone was there having a good time. And that doesn't happen with every single set of away fans. And I'm looking at you, Ohio State, because you guys were all douchebags when you came to the Coliseum. So so I got to shout out to, uh, to, to Texas Longhorn fans, some of the, nice. the classiest fans true class acts through and through through the entire game both in the stadium and outside of the stadium everyone was very welcoming so i just got to give a little quick shout out to the texas fans so after the first quarter i thought i was at a galaxy game because we ended zero (laughs) zero there was no offense both teams just could not get their offense going sam darnold looked off for pretty much 
you know the entirety of the game. Uh, neither team could really get it going. Both defenses were were playing well, but the offenses really couldn't get the plays uh, going as well. We we saw the world famous Lane Kiffin bubble screen pass that wow. absolutely drove USC fans crazy when Lane Kiffin was the, was the coach. <laughs> but for for some reason, when Sam Darnold and Clay Helton they got the offense using that pass, it actually worked, and we saw how that play works because they couldn't quite get the run game to go. So that was interesting to see a play that we hated when Lane Kiffin was the coach, but we're happy to see it with Sam Darnold and Clay Helton running it on offense. So That was like the entire run game this weekend <laughs> yes. with the Rams. <laughs> that didn't work that with didn't Jeff work. Fisher, but it now works. <laughs> There's something to be said about yeah. the head coaching there. So neither team could finish. Uh, the end of the second quarter finally saw USC break the deadlock. Sam Darnold found Dante Burnett for a TD. So you thought, okay, they were pounding away and going forward on fourth down and then getting turned away. So USC did take the lead in the half, 14-7. So you're thinking, okay, they got the touchdown. Maybe everything's right. You, you took the air out of the Texas fans who were flying high. So things were going to be good. And then we saw just a slobber knocker in the second half. That's Ooh. a, you know, a Jim Ross quote. Does we're not a slobber good. knocker here. So th- they, the offense, again, could not keep <laughs> it going. Where the hell do you come up with this shit? <laughs> it's so vintage it, it's, hammer right it's there. It's how I do it here. Uh. You know? so, so USC, again, could not get the offense going. Part of it was, like I said, Sam Darnold just wasn't the you know the wonder boy that he's been the last year and at points you know in this season he just couldn't get it going and then he wasn't getting help from his receivers you know a, a couple of the interceptions one of them oh, uh, was it was it wasn't his fault yeah it was Jalen yeah. Green popped that ball right up into yep. the the Texas um secondary, DB, secondary mm-hmm. who who ran it back so the, part of it was it wasn't all Sam Darnold's fault, but he was also a little bit off on his passes. He was he was not connecting crisp like like he has been in the past. So they were just kind of letting Texas hang around. And, and I don't know if you noticed this, but but Texas had some athletes out there oh, on yeah. the field. And so it wasn't like a normal USC game where you know you're playing against uh, an Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, where you know that you've just got the better athletes. It, the one thing about Texas is that, and I and I mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. is that you're not going to come into this game and automatically win just because you've got better athletes. I think that they've got just as good athletes as Ohio State, as Alabama, as USC. It's about putting it together. And so it's going to take Tom Herman some time, but I think that he's going to put that He's got the program on the right track. Absolutely. And that was why I was not as confident going into this game as you know, you may have been in years past because Texas, even though they've been on down years, they they this is a different Texas team, and yep. you could tell that they're they're going to be back soon. Yeah, and so that's what they, they they were scary. So Texas methodically driving down with five minutes, five minutes left on the clock. They were wearing down the clock, getting those plays, and then they score with less than a minute left. Forty five seconds left Ooh, on to, the clock to go up seventeen fourteen. And SC was, didn't have any timeouts. That was right when the fight ended, so oh. everybody <laughs> had switched over oh. and got to see that. It was unbelievable. And again, Texas, the Texas fans were loud and USC fans were silenced and it was a, it was a, it was not good times. It I felt was like ready, a funeral. Yeah, I was already <laughs> I was already preparing myself for the update this week and how I was going to cope with, you know, <laughs> Texas played is tough, they had it. And and so with 45 seconds left, they get the kickoff, they get a decent return and with 39 seconds on the clock, th- three da- down three points, who do you want with the ball? You want Sam, Sam Darnold's oh, ball. Yeah. You, you, you trust my... Shitty, shitty game or not? My, my, my nephew, the golden boy, Sam Darnold, was ready <laughs> to take <laughs> on all comers in that game. And he made some great passes on that drive. When it yeah. mattered most, he stepped up. So even well, that, having that a shitty game... Yeah. Well, he was standing in the pocket. And he jumped The pocket past. collapses. <laughs> he jumps up, throws yeah. the ball over the top of mm-hmm. his receiver and just happens to hit him in stride. And you're oh. thinking... If this isn't destiny, I mean, (laughs) honestly, and and it doesn't compare, but I think my feeling was sort of the same. It was almost like the Bush push back in 2005 (laughs) and that, you know, SC was down and you need somebody to win and just something had to happen. (laughs) What? I mean... They, they, the they're, not fami- they're not really? familiar with the bush push, and they're 12 years <laughs> old, so they're laughing. Do you guys not yeah. know what the bush push is? Is that a gift you sent us <laughs> a couple weeks ago? <laughs> that's, how, that's how he got his wife pregnant, yeah. I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, and you call yourselves podcast hosts. <laughs> I'm a professional. But but the fact is is that in you know in in storied seasons there sometimes it comes down to one play and it's about a player just making a play and and I feel like that if if this can go the way we hope as as it will as the USC fans hope that it will that could be the 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 play that you look back on and say that made the season. Yeah, because he did this in the Rose Bowl last year yep. also, the jump pass. So I don't know if this is like his signature move or if he needs to sign a deal with Jordan or what's going on. But but this, you could tell, he'll do whatever it takes to make that pass. And so he drove them down the field. They got within a striking range. They were in the red zone. I believe they were within the 10. Yeah. Um, and they had about 14 seconds on the clock. And he, they actually ran two pass plays. So Darnold even though he didn't connect on the touchdown passes, he knew his clock. He knew where it was, and he managed the clock perfectly, yeah. leaving two seconds on the clock to allow kicker Chase McGrath to come on to, with a chance to tie the game. Great thing about this guy, he had never kicked a field goal in college before. Really? Never done you know, it. He'd only made extra points. Freshman. Oh, wow. He, he's a walk-on. Matt Boymeister had some off-the-field issues, uh, USC's kicker from last season. So he was uh, ungracefully let go from the team. So they brought on a walk-on kicker, and he'd never kicked in a game. He, I mean, he'd kick, uh, obviously, in high school and previously, but he'd only made extra points. They hadn't put him in the game to kick a field goal this That's season crazy. yet. Wow. So down three, two seconds on the clock, never kicked a college field goal in his life with all the pressure in the world. And everyone's nervous, but we nailed it. Yeah. And he ties the game 17 wow. 17, sending it into overtime. Which actually, ironically, yeah. for four quarters, it was really a stinker. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the last 45 seconds of regular, of regular pandemonium. Time, yeah. And overtime, you're like, holy shit, this is the best game I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. So it's amazing how a, a game can just take a turn like that. And USC holds on to beat Texas 27 24, an absolute nail biter of a game yeah, I'm a slobber knocker I'm actually surprised they didn't <laughs> drop in the polls more than they did yeah I, I think people respect Texas they understand that even despite Texas's record yeah they're they're not a a, a podunk state that yeah. people know that they're yeah. a real legit opponent and I think that's why they didn't drop as much as when they played close to Western Michigan because I think I don't think Western Michigan gets that same respect agreed because because this sh game shouldn't have been that close, right? Texas wasn't ranked. Yeah, on paper, Texas wasn't ranked. USC's flying high after beating up on a ranked opponent, Stanford. Which actually brings me to a, a, another conversation piece, and that is that you know the strength of schedule is going to matter at the end of the season, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't help us that Stanford went out and lost this week yeah, to San I, Diego State. So I'm, I'm I'm saving that for the UCLA update. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so here here I'm hoping that Texas wins out. They beat Oklahoma and they mm. win the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Or Big 12. Big 12, yeah. even yeah. though there's 10 teams. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, congrats on the win, guys. Good good so, game. Oh, so, it was a great game. Yeah. So that uh, that update clocked in at about uh, 18 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so we'll cut that out <laughs> of the galaxy. It'll, It'll be, be about half the size of the galaxy. Um, so we'll move on to UCLA. But before we do, I have a little, uh, uh, it's not a review, but a little. Uh, Five stars. Uh, a, yeah, a review. <laughs> we'll call it a review that was made. By uh, Chuck Huddleston. Shout out to you, sir. This is someone that uh, that found the show through uh, through James Whitlock, of course, from the yeah. King Show. I don't, I don't like they it. They were already. at the uh, UCLA game <laughs> okay. together. Oh, see, and, I knew uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, James, of course, tells Chuck about the show. Yep. He listens. He's a big UCLA fan, and he wrote this back to James after listening. Those sucksters in short pants. <laughs> when they got to the Bruins, I think they just read the box score. I don't think they want Bruin fans to listen. That's true. <laughs> These are all facts. <laughs> Thanks for the review, Chuck. Yeah, uh, Chuck, sorry about that. We uh, Keep listening. Hope you're a baseball fan. <laughs> Watch Chuck's so, probably a Clippers fan, too, and he's yeah. like, These oh, guys are just terrible. Poor Chuck. Poor Chuck. And a, and a Chargers fan, maybe. <laughs> Chuck, uh, the now's your favorite segment, USC fans talking UCLA football. So I copied the box score from ESPN, <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually is, prepare for the UCLA you know updates. Those, those <laughs> sucksters in <laughs> short pants. pants. I actually kind of like that. We should I rename the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. should. <laughs> Shouldn't you just look at... I mean, literally, look at the score and just say, who gives a shit? You lost to a team that doesn't matter. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah. 
<laughs> so this week, UCLA played Memphis, as Ben lovingly refers to them, the team that doesn't matter. Yeah. So <laughs> they're a basketball team yeah. or a basketball squad. <laughs> so UCLA football squared off against Memphis Tigers basketball squad. And Josh Rosen and the UCLA Bruins came in. They were finally ranked in the top 25. So we're going to see they're the ranked opponent. Let's see how they do. They make short work of the Memphis Tigers. And this was the opposite of a slobber knocker. This was a, oh. po- a point festival. They were absolutely the reverse co- slobber. Knocker? Reverse slobber I think knocker. Another gift yeah, that Ben I think sent us. The bush push <laughs> and the reverse slobber yeah. knocker. Do not Google those things. Right. <laughs> Unless, yeah, especially if you have your safe search yeah. turned on. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't heard of the bush push. No, no, really, no, haven't heard of it. Notre Dame versus USC. This is unbelievable. No, no. Right, we'll no. have to educate no. you. We need yeah. to fire you and get two new hosts at No LA Sports. <laughs> Hey, we don't do the college updates. You guys <laughs> yeah, do. That's why you do job. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Josh Rosen and UCLA came in, and both quarterbacks were just slinging the ball back and forth. Josh Rosen, again, was just launching the ball. He had 463 yards and four touchdowns. That is an oh, indictment wow. on the run. That's, running. That's, that's embarrassing. Unreal. There is no, up <laughs> on my there is no football team yeah. that should ever throw the ball 57 <laughs> times or whatever the hell you just said. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so, but, you know, that's how you get 463 yards. And when you throw 67 times or whatever you said, you should have 900 yards of total offense. And, you know, 700 of that should be in the air. And, and that, that's the problem with UCLA is if they're going to win this year, it's going to have to be scoring 45 points, 48 points. But the problem is their defense. They had some big turnovers in this game where Memphis uh, thwarted them on a key drive and then a 60-yard interception uh, in the third quarter basically kept Memphis alive. And in the game, UCLA was up 45-41 with uh, 11.51 left to play. But Memphis just marched down the field and kept pounding and scored to win the game. So Memphis ended up beating UCLA 48 to 45. Again, a team. It's time for more to go. That is not a football powerhouse beat UCLA. And it's just, it comes down to that fact that you can't score. You can't score 48 points and not have your defense step up. If you're going to score that many points, you need your defense to step up. And it can't just all be in the air. You need to establish the run game. Uh, one thing, and I'll, I'll make this back to connect this back to USC, of course. Oh, that's what we do. <laughs> we mentioned how USC's offense last week was so balanced. And what Texas did is they shut down the run game. So that forced USC uh, to use their pass game. Here, teams don't have to worry about the, the run game, even though um, UCLA was successful in the run because it was obviously a shootout. They need to establish themselves a little bit better because they, they're not going to be able to shoot out everyone that they play against. And it came back to bite them here. here here's my thing. Uh, and I didn't watch the game because who cares about UCLA? But just listening to those statistics, <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. I, I would I literally would put uh, Jim Mora on, on the firing block because if you have a major program, there's two major programs in Southern California, USC and UCLA. If you cannot recruit an offense, an offensive line to block and and a, and a running back to be able to average a hundred yards a game in your tenureship here as the as the head coach, yeah, then you're not doing your job in Southern California. That's it's, th- it's that's embarrassing. an embarrassing. It's embarrassing with the talent that is here in Southern California. If you can't name, I mean, who's the last running back from UCLA that you could remember? Maybe Maurice Jones Drew. Well, yeah, but no, there was a guy that I. I, I yeah, you're right. Maurice that's Jones probably the, that's last the last one I can remember. That came, they've had some decent rushers, but when you yeah. talk about stars, yeah. that's probably the last one. And so the fact that you can't get a solid running back to come to UCLA. And, and when you think a, about the other Pac-12 problem. teams that are that are recruiting in Southern California, the big programs are recruiting in Southern California, you can't get I mean enough talent to be able to rush the ball consistently. I mean, we've been taught we've been podcasting now for 2 years and UCLA has not had a run game. There's no way that you, your, your quarterback ever should throw 57 times, ever. Fire him and get somebody else. Yeah, because we, you we know, might I, see that at the end of this season. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's time. his time is up. So next week, UCLA takes on Stanford, and that's why I was saving that Stanford oh. beat of news because Stanford actually lost this week to San Diego State, another team 
I, I would put them in the Memphis category. They've spoiled, they've shit in some cereal. So, you know, they've, they've, they've ruined someone, some other parties here. Yeah, that's a thing. I made it a thing. Oh, oh yeah. man. Okay. Those, <laughs> right. those college kids. But basically, you yeah. ruined someone's uh, meal. That's the point that I was trying to make here. So, San Diego State beat Stanford, which is not good for SC because it's going to drop yeah. Stanford's strength of schedule. And it's not good for UCLA because Stanford is going to be coming off two losses and they're no schlubs. They're a talent talented team and they've got a great program and a good coach and so I think UCLA should be very concerned knowing that they're a one trick pony going into Stanford they might have a tough time at at Stanford against the Cardinal this weekend all right it's a hell of did we shit did we shit on UCLA yeah that's that's what you do that's what you do we shit on the Angels we shit on the Rams yeah and UCLA. Yeah, this hate couch. Why don't you I'm take really a settling yeah, into this hate Yeah, couch. you got the hate couch down there. I hope you got. I hope yeah. you can get the herb. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I feel. I feel something for yeah. sure. Ooh, wow. Gonna yeah. need the calamine lotion up tomorrow. Don't kiss your kids. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, shall we, and talk some baseball. Oh, I thought we were gonna go galaxy. Dang. We're trying to time, save your voice. Trying to save your voice. Time wise, we're about ready to get to galaxy. All right, see you guys we're we're about hours. out of time, but uh, <laughs> let's get to the Dodgers. You guys uh, started turning it around. Vic, why don't you let these guys have a rest and and tell us what's going on? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, they turned it on uh, against the Giants and took two or three from Washington, which was nice because Washington was creeping up. Oh yeah, um, right behind them as far as the best record in the league is concerned. And then uh, they've now dropped three in a row. Uh, they, they lost the last game to Washington, and they've dropped two uh, to Philadelphia. We got to um, refill Joe Boo's rum. Yeah, that's, I think that's what happened. <laughs> our, our magic obviously worked. I oh, left, yeah. so I left need the to rum keep, there. Yeah, we need to keep right. it going. Okay. Right. right. We'll refill it. The thing is, the Clayton Kershaw game, they should have won. Uh, you know, he had one bad inning, really one bad pitch. Uh, Sounds and, like the playoffs. Mm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and, uh, that's, and I'm doing air quotes. Dodger fan. Yeah, Dodger yeah, fan over there. Hey, man, I call it um, like I see it. Yeah, he's still the best pitcher in baseball. Why don't you continue, call that? Continue. Because you Go won't ahead. call it like you see it. Um, or how everybody else sees it using <laughs> yeah. actual... He'll call it like he sees yeah, it. It's, it's just like, different yeah. from everybody else. Yeah. He's just watching yeah. a different Clayton game. Kershaw has won 35 games this year. Get rid of him. He's no good. <laughs> no, get rid of him. Um, classic Ben. Classic Ben. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is is can you hand me that tinfoil hat over there on the floor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on a little yeah, conspiracy, <laughs> a little conspiracy trip props. here. Two things... They mentioned that there are that in the game tonight that there were scouts from other teams, including the Nationals, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, all kinds of scouts in, in, in the um, in the in the stands. And I don't know how long they've been there, but I think uh, this is the, this is my crazy talk thinking right now that there is a chance that Dave Roberts is not showing all of his cards right now. Um, he's still letting the kids like Alex Verdugo came up to bat today. He had, um, uh, you know, the, the what's his name? Uh, there's a rookie that is the, their number one prospect, and he came in to pitch the, in the third game against the Washington Nationals. The Dodgers are only down by one or something like that, and they let him pitch in the eighth inning. Like who who does that? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and he's continuing to allow Pedro Baez to pitch, and Pedro Baez his his stock is just falling like crazy. And I think we should give him to the Angels. <laughs> I think what's kind of going on is that Dave Roberts just doesn't want to show all of his cards, um, and so he's throwing curveballs when uh, somebody. Wait, so on, Dave Roberts is pitching? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were, uh, you know, our, my my least favorite team in NFL is, uh, you know, the Patriots, and Belichick. They were saying they were talking on the NFL Network that they think. That Belichick was messing with people's analytics in the last game, where he did something he never does, and it was it had to do with a running play on third or fourth down. Um, he, you know, nine times out of ten goes into the air, but this time for some reason he ran the ball, and the the consensus was is that he's just messing with people's analytics. He's he's messing so it with doesn't say it's nine to out keep of 10, them, we'll say eight yeah, out of 10 to keep times, them yeah. on their heels. So. Because uh, they were up by 20 points or something at that time, or maybe it was 14, but they were up by a lot. You know, they were they were fine, and I think that's kind of what Dave Roberts is doing right now. Because um, baseball is way worse than football when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, and and I think he's trying to he's trying to hide some of his cards. Now let me take off that 
tin hat really quick. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it back on because <laughs> I'm, I'm on board because <laughs> like one, that. one of the post-game quotes that I heard from Dave Roberts today is he said, they asked him about the losing streak he's on now, the three-gamer, and he mentioned it's not about the streaks now, it's about winning 11 games in October. Right. So I am totally on board with your theory that he's not, he's not worried about it. He knows they clinched yeah, exactly. a playoff spot, so he's just, whatever he's doing to game plan for the playoffs, he's doing that behind the scenes, and these games are essentially they're training and it's, maybe it's he training knows games. Baez isn't going to be on the playoff yeah, so roster that's another thing Baez cost the Dodgers pretty much the game tonight and um Tonight was the night where Dave Roberts had a quote saying, "Well, you know, we're only going to go into the playoffs with our top twenty-five guys." You know, he said that on purpose. Like he, you know, he, and I, and I yeah. think you're right. I think Baez might not be on that roster. I wouldn't put Gonzalez on there either. I would have him on the bench. Yeah, I would have him on. I mean, you have a left-hander, twenty-five guys. Yeah, yeah, you have a left-hander coming he's off the bench. He's had nothing but like shitty at bats this entire season since he's come back. Yeah, but he's still batting two forty, which is way more than Jock Peterson, Wait, which is way more Pujols than Curtis is Granderson. And I think he's a piece of shit too. So I <laughs> yeah, listen, but but Pujols is twenty five like other guys it. that uh, deserve a spot ahead of him. Well, I'm just I, kidding. We don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I understand what you're saying, but the Angels are playing pool holes. The Dodgers don't need to play Gonzalez. They can have that quality bat coming off the bench. So you can have a veteran with a left-handed bat who can uh, still makes contact with the ball. I think you totally keep him on the team. I, I, why not? Like, there's no reason not to have him on the team. Um, who, who, who's going to take his spot? I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody better. <laughs> Good analysis. Good analysis. <laughs> hey, at least I know what the bush push is. <laughs> We're going to watch the bush push during the commercial uh, yeah, break. So, yeah. you know, I that's what literally popped in my head tonight when they when they were mentioning the, all the scouts in the stands and stuff is that he's playing with them and I hope it's true I mean I, I don't have any other you know evidence of it that's just something that popped in my crazy head um, but uh, yeah I'm not worried about them I'm not worried about them at all I'm selling Excellent. I'm selling my stock really <laughs> of course you really? are so Ben you, you were, were the World one from, from day one yeah. who said yeah. it's the World Series this yeah. season yeah you're taking that back I am wow wow Unbelievable. Wait, are you saying the Washington Nationals are going to win? I don't know who's going to win, but I, I can tell you right now. <laughs> You're taking the field. That that when the Dodge, yeah, I, I am. I'm yeah. taking the field. I, I just feel like that, you know, we're, we're analyzing and we're talking about the Dodgers and this losing streak. A good team doesn't fall into this. See, but that's not true. That you're when, running into when right they now. went when they went and looked at the teams that I think was the last three or four World Series. At the end of the season, all of them had a long losing streak. At the end of the season, sixteen out of seventeen, and like twenty three. No, of the it, was, last it wasn't as bad as the Dodgers, but they all took a dump, and they were talking like ten or eleven games. I, I don't. I, I feel. I listen. I'm still rooting for them. I hope they win. But I I just don't feel good about them right now. Like I, I at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking off the fact that I think they're going to win. I, I think they're going to go out in the first round against <laughs> against you know a, a Diamondbacks or a, somebody who who's really pushing to make to make the playoffs. Would, would it I, make you feel any better if the Diamondbacks are on a huge losing streak and Clayton right now? Kershaw's they're doing lose horrible. Both, both of his starts and in he's going like runs. In fact, I think they lost to the Padres tonight. They've lost two games to the Padres. Joe Boo earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> the one part I was almost going to agree with Ben for a hot second because the one team I don't want to face in the playoffs is the Diamondbacks. Yeah. But, but then to say that Kershaw is going to lose both his starts. I don't know about that either. <laughs> oh. uh, good times. You know what? When Kershaw loses both of his starts, I want you guys to say, Ben, you know sports. Okay, yeah. we will. Yeah. So I don't ever have to say that. It's <laughs> on the it is, on, it is on the record. We, oh, no, it's on we, the yeah, record. We, we, yeah, we'll right. let you know. Yeah. And we went to, when, when that doesn't happen, what are you going to tell us? I was wrong. Oh, no, no that's, that's not, not good the enough. Same. That's not satisfying <laughs> well, at all. Yeah, no, you what don't know sports. You, you don't know sports. You have to say they know sports. You yeah, or we know sports. Don't know you sports. don't know sports. So I feel like that's more yeah, painful. Right? I don't know sports at all. I can't tell Vicky no sports. No, you got to say... You know what? I take it back. I take it back. I don't. I don't ever want to have to tell Vicky no sports. <laughs> then say that you don't know sports. <sighs> you just have to say it. You don't have to really, yeah. really mean it. You yeah, just have to kind of mean it. It just will be recorded. We just need it on the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uses a It'll be played as a loop. All right. At the end of every. Uh, I'll think about <laughs> it. It's a deal. All right. I'll think yeah, about that's it. That's a deal. Yeah, we shook hands. Should we go on video? We need to go to break. I'm hot. No, this is your fault. You're going to sit in this up. musty sweat for going on for 20 minutes about UCLA or USC. That was Eric's fault. We'll cut that I'll, down. I'll blast real quick through the uh, uh, through the angels here. <clears throat> We're Same story. We're still 
between a game and a game and a half back with Minnesota. He's floundering. We got uh, Cleveland this week. And then a game uh, series against Houston. We have the White Sox next week and then Seattle. Luckily, Minnesota has a series against Cleveland still to go. So this, this I think, it's going to be neck and neck right, right down to the end. So we got us a, a heated... A uh, race to that second nice, wild card nice. spot. Nice. You well Angel done. Fans. At least yeah, you guys are fine. still there. Hey, thanks yeah. for, thanks for pretending what, guys, to be interested. I'm excited I to watch you guys lose in that <laughs> one game play. You're going to build up to that one game. Yeah, we hey. made the playoffs, and then boom. you're gonna We be, still <laughs> made the postseason. Really quick, before we go to break, I do have to bring up my useless stat of the week. And it really is useless. Semi-useless. <laughs> Semi-useless. <laughs> this is really useless, though. You guys, are you ready? Are you guys ready? This is the first time in Dodgers history that six players have 20 home runs. Cody Bellinger, Puig, Seager, Turner, Taylor, and Grandel. Grandel. Wait. How come I can't pronounce his Grandal. name? Grandal. Yes, Grandal. Thank you. Grandal. Yes, Mani Grandal. Yeah. Wait. Totally useless. Did we just it really hijack means my angel? We really update. did. Congrats. To go we back to we a brought Dodger it back update. to the Dodgers. What is this? Yeah. Amateur hour? All right. <laughs> you know what? Let's regroup. Yeah. We're Let's f- cool it down in here. Get our bearings. And we'll be talking some uh, Rams, uh, Raiders, Chargers, I guess. Why? I don't know if we Why? have Chargers. Why would we anymore. do that? Yeah, we don't have time for Chargers. Because Chuck wants to talk about the Chargers. <laughs> they lost. They lost against Miami. <laughs> uh, we got Galaxy. There's some uh, Lakers news. And, and maybe we got time for gut check. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Right after this. Here in L.A., we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to DannyGarciaDC.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit. We're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's DannyGarciaDC.com. Schedule your exam today. We are back. Okay, we got to we got to blow through this thing. Hey, look, Victor Costello's live on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, real it. quick, for those of you listening to the show, we are we broadcast this show live on what is this on Vic? Who on Facebook. It? It's on. You're right. You're okay. right. All right. Cool. Yeah. So maybe next uh, Monday or Tuesday night, whenever we decide to get around to recording, depending on which of us is being a diva and has to postpone. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do it again. Well, you know, you I'm going to postpone. Stay I'm definitely going to get herpes <laughs> sitting on this couch. Darren just doesn't even show oh. up. <laughs> it itches. All right. All right. We got we to gotta move through this. The oh, Lakers awesome. signed Andrew Bogut. How do we feel about this? Uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah? That's, a, that's a good move. Yeah. You know what that tells you is that there's NBA free agents that are looking at the Lakers differently than they have in years past. That's what that tells you. Yeah, because he, he could have signed multi-year deals for uh, you know a few other teams, and he went with one... <laughs> Sorry, Jeff just made a face oh, drinking beer. beer. It's terrible. It's awful. But you I, should not have, it. I should not have drank that. Uh, yeah, good luck. Um, yeah, so exactly what Ben said, you know, just uh, it's a good move. Um, Let's not gloss over the fact he was a number one pick. Yeah, and he's a defensive he's stalwart. Really, yeah, so he, he actually can stop people in the paint, which so, is good. So good who, to have. Who's who's going to, I mean, is Brooks Lopez going to start and he'll, this, and he'll yeah. be the backup? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Zubiak isn't going to see any time then. Well, I think, I think. Bogut is brought in as the veteran to probably help mentor Zubak. I, I, I think that's probably his going to be his role is he's going to back up uh, Lopez and he's going to be the you know father figure to to Ivica Zubak to to prop him up and te- show him the ropes because he you're going to need a veteran to coach him because I think that's where Zubak he's shown flashes but he's still so young and he still has a lot to learn. So I think putting a veteran in there to kind of help him along, I think Bogut's, that's the type of guy Bogut is, that that's a good move for him. But it'll be nice to see him reunited with uh, Luke Walton and and the offense and, and, you know, teach teach the guys that are on the team how to win. There you go. Yeah, he's a champion, first-round pick. I like it. I like it. So we all like it. Great. 
Good. And he's yeah. Australian. Good and job. It, and the best, but the best part about it, it was a one-year contract. One-year contract. So yeah. if it works out, great. You can re-sign him for next year, but you can structure the deal where you can still get the free agents that you need, especially if Brooks Lopez, who's a 2010 guy, is going to be looking for a big payday. So And even Brooke Lopez, too, not just Brooks Lopez. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is like the third or fourth period, so I'm getting loose with my ass. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right, let's move on to gut check. It's Ooh. gut check time. I put together a few questions for you guys, and uh, it's it's really just to to let us know what your gut tells you on these things. Um, and and uh, let's try and keep it brief. Not, not, not get <laughs> nope. not go too long. Nope. With these, let's not no. hammer it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I will not agree to that. I am hammer. All right, here we go. Let's start with um, <clears throat> let's start with this one. The attendance for the USC Texas game Saturday surpassed the attendances for both the Rams and Chargers games combined on Sunday. We've discussed on the show how neither team will win LA's heart until they win. So I ask you guys this: In ten years from now, how many football teams will LA have? USC, Ooh. UCLA. How many NFL teams will <laughs> LA have? One. You think one? Yeah, I think I think uh, Chargers are are here to sell the team. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. I, too. I think, uh, yeah. I, I I think this weekend proved that L- there's a reason why we had two teams and we lost two teams. It is a, f- a fickle market. There's a lot of options. There are a lot of options in Los Angeles. Tons of sporting events going on this weekend, and you have to be a winner. You, you need to put a good product on the field, and then people will show up. And you, and you need to have a little bit of star power because this is L.A. And yeah, this is and, in Podunk yeah, City. You can have a, you can have a talented squad, and maybe you even have a winning team. But unless you have a, a star, someone who the Clippers who, tra- who transcends. Transcends the sport and makes people who don't care about football want to come into the stadium to see. Then you're not going to fill the. You're not going to put butts in those seats. Appendix. Uh, appendix. Thank you. This is. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a working professional human. Yeah. Uh, attendance may improve over years, <laughs> but it's not going to be sellout crowds. People going nuts for the team until they are, have a winning record and they have a star on the team. I, I think the NFL made a huge mistake by not bringing the Raiders to to LA. I, I think that. Raiders fans are diehard, and when they left back to Oakland, you didn't see Raiders fans become fans of another team like Rams and Angels fans do. They they stayed Raider fans, and when they moved to Vegas, Oakland, I don't know if you guys noticed, and, and I'll get to the Raider update in a second, but the Raiders have announced that they're leaving Oakland and that they're going to... Las Vegas. Yeah. Did They're you see the Oakland fans? Yeah. Did you up. see the Oakland yeah. fans cheering? Yeah. They didn't even boo them once because they're they're deep 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 seated love for that team. The Rams and that the Chargers will never get that type of fan base here in Los Angeles. And unfor- right. unfortunately for the NFL and for Los Angeles, they're building the stadium. So there has to be at least one team mm-hmm. here. Well, it will be the Rams. I think the Rams the Rams can can build that. I don't think they can. I think they can build that. It's not. It's so not how many teams do you think will be here in ten years, Ben? One, one, and yeah. it'll yeah. be the Raiders. It, no, it'll be. The <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the I think the Raiders or the Raiders are going to thrive in Las Vegas. And I know we're short in time, so I won't I won't bring it up except to say this is that I totally disagree with Ben on. I think it's a it's a West Coast reason why the Raiders kept their fans. Oh yeah, but that's for another podcast. Oh, that's a, that's a hell Richard of a flashed, tease. He I flashed mean, a gang sign at me when he said that. <laughs> so we can do homework, find a useless stat to hang his hat on. I feel very uncomfortable right all now. All right, so we all think one team will be here in 10 uh, years. Good stuff. Okay. If you listen to uh, Victor Costello at all on social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Reddit, all those. Yeah, all that fun stuff. LeBron James is, it's all but a done deal that he's coming yeah. to Lakers next year. All right. If you had to bet on where LeBron will be next season, and what percentage of your net worth would you put on it? In other words, how confident are oh, you I like that. in what you're saying? I think you mean how confident. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we should start with Vic because we know where you think they're going to be. Uh, well, it's not just me. It's right, right, right. Uh, every uh, uh, NBA writer, journalist. Uh, Who said P- something Peter Vese just came out and Peter said, Vesey. sorry, Peter Vesey just came out and said um, unequivocally, he is coming to LA 
and he is he he basically said that the media needs to stop talking because it's going to happen and he is comfortable saying that in uh you know as a journalist to say that that he's coming to LA. Wow. He said unequivocally yeah. that, that's a big word. That's a big you word. Don't use he must unequivocally if unless you don't mean, mean it. it. He must yeah. mean it. Yeah. He totally means it. Yeah. And so all all you know everything points to him coming um Answer the question. Oh sorry. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that 100% of your net worth? Would you bet oh, on him no. coming? No, of course not. Not 100. Who would, that's a, that's just a dumb person that would Bayweather do that. Mayweather would. <laughs> uh, like you said, the, the dumb person would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably put uh, 60% of my 60%, net worth. 60%, all right. Yeah. 50% Hammer. he's coming. To Lakers? Yeah. Okay. D- done deal. All right. I think, ben, I think the media got it wrong. Is gonna is getting it wrong. Of course, Ben. Yes. So I wouldn't didn't put, see that coming. I'd have put a hundred percent of my net worth that that's what Ben was gonna say. <laughs> is this shit on Ben Hour now? Or? <laughs> no. no. So here, this is this is where I think you guys are getting it wrong. I, I think that LeBron is gonna look at it from a standpoint as a business person, and what can, what what how can this decision impact the rest of my life in the best way? And so everyone's talking about his wife, the house, the kids. I'm not saying that that isn't something that he's considering. But I think that there's two teams in the league right now that, that no one's paying attention to. That if LeBron was smart, he's, he's looking at these options because he doesn't want to put all of his eggs in the Lakers basket. So the two teams to me would be the Dallas Mavericks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh he's not God. going to the Mavericks. <laughs> the Sixers. Yeah, and Why? Sixers. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> If you look at the Sixers rosters, over the last couple of years, they've had nothing but top picks. they got Markel Fultz, they've got uh, Jaleel Okafor, they've got Joel Embiid, and they've got Ben Ben Simmons. Simmons. Mm -hmm. They've got, I mean, we talk about the Lakers having a great core. They have a great young core over there. Now they're that a little hasn't bit, done anything. They're a li- so neither have the Lakers. So the Lakers have gotten better. They're a little bit. They're a little bit younger than the Lakers stars. But what you can do with those young stars is you can trade them for other assets to build a team. So I think that right now they don't have a head coach in place. So LeBron can come in and LeBron can say, "This is who I want to coach this team." And now you can bring in the players to support him in a city that has wanted to have a winner for the last twenty five years. The last player in Philadelphia that was of, of note that anybody can remember was Dr. J. So oh, literally Alan he, Iverson. Alan Iverson, yeah. Eh. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. You just totally killed your cred right Alan, there. Listen, Alan Iverson was a great player, but he was not a championship type of caliber player. He, was he never, got to the NBA yeah, Finals. He didn't play the Lakers. He was never that type of guy that was going to uh, win oh the Denver championship. Uh, listen, he was fun to watch. He was an exceptional talent, but he was not the guy that was going to win a championship. Wait, how so many, how many championships did Carl Philadelphia- Car- Malone get to? Okay. The same right. exact number as Allen Iverson. Uh, and here's where you're okay. <laughs> if, you, if you're in Philadelphia, you've been stockpiling these number one picks. Trust the process. You, fi- you trust the process, Joel Embiid. You're finally going to get to see these guys and play. And you're going to trade yeah. all of them and away. And then now you're going to trade them all of them away to <laughs> have LeBron come. Not necessarily. Oh. Listen, look, the, you uh, guys are the last thing they want to do. What, what you guys are talking about is, is, is him coming to the Lakers, and the, the young stars that we have are going to stay there. So, No, not necessarily. Oh, then what? Okay, if he comes to the Lakers, what do you see? Randall happening? may have to leave. Jordan Clarkson may have to leave. So how would that be any different than him going to Philadelphia? Because he's coming to a. T- he, when you're talking about his business, he wants to build his business in LA. in LA. That's not a secret. Okay. Well, that was yeah. so. That was that was the reason why I think you'd go to Philadelphia. Now, the, on the business standpoint, I think it would be Dallas. No, because but, did you just hear what I just said? <laughs> entertainment hub of Los, of the country. Dallas. It doesn't matter what LeBron wants, Vic. <laughs> Doesn't matter what LeBron wants to do and what everybody says he's doing. Ben, why should he go to Dallas? Yeah, let me hear the Dallas argument. This yeah. is going to be rich because this the, the Philly argument was, was you great. To, you have to. I'm admit excited that, for this one. You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not gonna say <laughs> we want to hear it. We want to hear Dallas. So here's the thing about Dallas is that oh, it's, what an idiot. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. See, I knew that's how it was going to start. Is that? <laughs> It's a state with no income tax. So he's going to make more money there. And with the business connections that he can make with Mark Cuban, who is the most player-friendly owner in the NBA, and with Jerry Jones just down the street, who is connected to everybody. Jerry Jones? How does he get in this conversation? I'm watching too much Shark Tank. Listen. When you when you are a, Le- a LeBron type of, of of athlete and and you have that type of stature, you're going to be hanging out with the richest and most influential people in the country. And and listen, he could come here and he can have a thriving movie career, so or he, he can do all those types of things. He wants to go to Dallas but, for everything but basketball. 
It's about connections. <laughs> it's about connections. You guys are talking about being a mogul. You're talking about taking this to the next step. That's why Magic I'll, Johnson everyone, has idol. Everyone Magic comes Johnson to Los Angeles. Magic Johnson to, isn't yeah, a pimp on Jerry Jones' mogul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't go to Dallas for that. They come yeah. to Los Angeles for that. Well, agree. Uh, listen, I think that the, I think that the <laughs> right. smart money, the smart money, is Los Angeles. All I'm saying is that as if if LeBron's smart, he's looking at other options. That's all okay. I'm saying. Oh, I, right. think, I, can, I can agree with that. So, so where do you think he'll be? I, I, I truthfully think he'll end up with the Lakers. Okay. How but much are you willing to bet? The, only only 10%. And, okay. and, and again, the reason why is because I believe that when a story is factual amongst the media, it's usually wrong. Hmm. Go against the grain. <laughs> actually, That's why it's a hey, useless stat of the week. I actually, actually yeah, understand what Ben's saying there. I, I, I kind of am on board with that. Nobody when knows. it's a foregone conclusion is when it's not a foregone conclusion. That's right. People don't know. LeBron, LeBron, Le, LeBron is my, a guy that likes aunt, to keep things close he, to the vest, could, yeah. and I'm just saying that he the media is speculating. This. He could they be could doing be that to, That's right. to, you know, get Cleveland. To, yeah, I get it. Okay, he All won't right. be in Cleveland. Moving on. Then. Next question: Cody Bellinger, as Vic mentioned, broke the uh, NL rookie home run record and stole a bunch of bases and and all that all that stuff. I, I mean, I think we've crowned him the real deal, right? Oh yeah, he's, he's the real deal. Okay. All right. So. You can have one player in their rookie season who you would then have on your team to build a team around. Who would you take? Cody Bellinger or Mike Trout? We know what Mike Trout's going to do. We don't know what Bellinger's going to do. Do you go for the known with Mike Trout? Or could Cody Bellinger surpass what Trout has done? I take Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I think I, I think, would really? take. I think Cody Bellinger has shown, shown signs to be flashier. You're crazy. I'm crazy. Mike wow. Trout. He's defending Mike Trout. Whoa! I <laughs> this was going to go completely the other way. I th I think I think Bellinger has the ability to to be on Mike Trout's level, and I think he's he's a little bit more exciting to watch than Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a talented player, and I think he's he's exciting to watch. But I think I don't think Cody is is that far behind in his rookie season. He broke the the rookie record, so obviously you, he's are, got wait, something. Real right? quick, are you pulling a Ben where you've never watched Mike Trout play at all, <laughs> but you're just assuming that? <laughs> no, I have seen Mike Trout oh, okay. play. All right, just make sure. Just to make fun of his haircut, though, that's usually. <laughs> I, I value a person who hits for average, and okay. Mike Mike Trout is a great defender. He hits for average, and he hits with power. And so I think that if you were to ask me, just looking at those three separate statistics, I think that power, I think they're equal. I think defensively, they're probably close to equal. But when you hit 260 versus hitting 325, I think it's a huge difference. Wow. Yeah, but ben, here's the thing, though, is is Cody Bellinger seems to have something about him that lifts the players around him, and I don't see that with Mike Trout. Um, you think Bellinger could be a leader in the clubhouse? Yeah, yeah, and I think he could be a spark plug. The kid is the fastest player on the Dodgers right now, so he has, you know, he has the speed, he has the power. Um, he's only hopefully going to get better from here on out. And uh, he just has that that thing that you're looking for in a player that Mike Trout has always seemed to be missing, which is the one thing that Ben has always made fun of Mike Trout <laughs> yeah, for. It's really the, surprising the, me that he's going to take Mike Trout. I'm yeah. shocked. I the thought this was yeah. going to yeah. go the other way. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's why I, I don't want to make it sound like we're shitting on Mike Trout. No, Mike Trout. But, but I agree that there's something. There's something, something that else Cody going has on with, with yeah, Cody Bellinger. That Mike Trout does, and that's have. what I mean. I understand what you're, what Ben is saying about the consistency, right. but but to no, me, Mike Trout's a hell of a player. Yeah, just the fact that it can it can be something. Something crazy could happen with Cody Bellinger. I think but, right. that so, makes it a little bit more exciting. So, so to the to the oatmeal with no sugar, right? <laughs> here's here's my thought on that: is that Mike Trout hasn't had to be the voice in the locker room because Pujols is there, mm -hmm. and never in his career has he been the guy that everyone's going to go to for direction and for advice and 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 to to lead them to the promised land. So maybe the reason why he has no sugar is because he yeah, doesn't want to step on any toes. So he's never been put in that situation. So mm -hmm. I, I, and, and neither is Bellinger. And, and I don't know whether Mike Trout would step up or not, but if I were building a team, I think that you want to, to put out there a team with the best players, and I think that Mike Trout is better than Bellinger. Yeah, but Bellinger's doing that on a team that has Kershaw, that has Chase Utley, that has all of these... Vic, they don't play the same position. No, but I'm saying no, to be a leader, Kershaw's leader of, of this room. team. Yeah. yeah. So nobody's asking Cody Bellinger to do, it, to do it. He's just doing it because that's who he is, and that's not who Mike Trout is. I agree to disagree. I'd rather have a guy who hits <laughs> I, I like it. I like good good arguments. That's that's a good one. Okay. All right, here we go. 
Bitter San Diego Chargers fan, I don't know his name, nobody cares, uh, raised a bunch of money to put up a billboard trolling Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, over moving them up here to L.A. If you could post a message on a billboard to anyone, <laughs> a coach, a player, anybody, who would you post it to and what would it say? Oh, I like this. I would post it to the Rams and Chargers and it would say, just win, baby. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> right outside of their two stadiums. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Classic Al Davis. Hell yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence. No. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I, I would I would get a, a billboard and, and uh make sure what's the owner of the uh Indiana Pacers, Herb Simon, <laughs> oh. Herbert Herb I don't know, whatever his Georgia name Frontier. Is. He lives in Indiana, nobody Yeah, cares. and it would just have a pacifier on it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Mine, mine would be obviously this year L.A. Galaxy related, and I would, uh, it would be to the front office of the L.A. Galaxy and Giovanni Dos Santos saying, "You guys suck. Get out, <laughs> Get out of L.A. You're Step ruining, you're ruining my beloved L.A. Galaxy." <laughs> oh, poor but it'd be in Spanish, so he could read it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, I got one more. Since the last NBA season, Brandon Ingram has grown what? Three inches? Something like that, yeah. He got taller. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. Since the last NBA season, how much has your waistline grown? Oh, this shit. is a literal gut check. <laughs> this is a terrible question. <laughs> Let's just oh, move on now. Right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> My shirt no doesn't fun. fit anymore. That's why you asked me this question. Uh, <laughs> won't be a little too close to home. Yeah, I'm still the same fat no, that I was last year. No, the, the question is, is what man measures their waistline? Yeah, that's true. The, the fact is, is that you suck it in and it just hurts a little bit yeah. more when you wear the same <laughs> pants. I'm just saying. Yeah, the, bu the button just wears yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Works a little go. harder. <laughs> or in some cases, harder. pops off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just zip it up and yeah, you put the, right. the, the yeah. belt over it there just to go. hide you got no button, yeah, yeah. just so you can fit into the same fucking pants. So you don't have to admit that you're a little heavier. <laughs> I love nice. it. All right. Good stuff, guys. Great, great, great gut checking there. Nice, nice All right. guts. Uh, Rams, we <laughs> lost to Washington, 27 to 20. But if you want to get all your in-depth Rams news, Darren and I were at the game before he had the herp, and uh, it was it was great. You can tune into uh, we got a new name for the show, the Rams House. Rams Who's House? house? Rams, Rams House. house. Yeah, nice. we thought uh, we thought we should spice it up a little bit. Yeah, a little little. It needed a little kick. Spicier I like it. than Rams Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Rams so. House. I love it. Hey yeah. Jeff, before the before the uh, the game, you guys were potting, and you had called it. I think ten and six is what you thought the Rams were going to be. Yes. Oh, you listened. I did. Oh yeah. Wow. So, Thanks. so the question is now: After watching that game, do you still hold true at nine well, and six or you know ten what? and six? That, that one was what we call a coin flip game, <laughs> and uh, there's a few coin flip games throughout the season. So I, I just feel like we're gonna we're gonna win one of those other coin he's, flips. He's games. down to nine and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Okay. I think I had them losing against. Uh, I don't remember, but uh, <laughs> I think I had him losing one of one maybe, of the maybe to the Patriots games. on the road. Maybe, yeah. But to find out, we don't go, play the to find out. Go listen to the Rams House. That's, That's right. right. Powered yes. by guys mm -hmm. in short shorts. Rams House, love it. All right, we got a quick Raiders update, Benjamin. I do. The Raiders basically they did what they were supposed to do. They they played against the Jets, and you know it's funny is I talk about power rankings and how yeah. Indianapolis <laughs> was th ranked thirty third out of thirty two teams. Actually, the Jets yeah, are the yeah. worst team in the league. <laughs> They're awful. Sam Darnold's New York Jets. Yeah, which I didn't realize that they were that bad. But the Raiders handled business. They went out. They, they took care of business. And really, the story was uh, was uh, the running game. They had 27 total rushes for 180 yards. They did whatever they wanted. And the chemistry between Derek Carr and Michael Crab Crabtree, is, mm -hmm. is it's fun yeah. to watch. Really? Crabtree the timing has patterns, had a breakout game. He had yeah. three touchdowns. So the, and the Raiders defense surprisingly has been playing well. If you guys remember in the preseason, I was a mm -hmm. little bit you know down on their defense, but again, I can't get too high on it I because say, it was the Jets. They they played the Titans, which were according to the NFL rankings right now are 13th in the league, and the Jets are 32nd. So going into next week, we go to Washington D.C. and we play the hated uh, Washington Redskins. Oh yes, they are hated. 
And right now they're ranked 18th. So I would expect, based on the ranking, that the Raiders would go and handle business, be 3-0. and And then where it gets interesting is in week four, we travel to Denver, mm. who traditionally mm. is the Raiders' nemesis and right now is a top-10 team yeah. in, playing in great football. Mm-hmm. What I do like about this is that I hate getting the Denver game in like late November or early December when it's snowing. So I'm glad that we're getting it when the weather's still good. Um, and so I, I think that uh, we're going to really see what the Raiders team is made of when we go to Denver. So I expect us to win, be 3-0, and heading to Denver, potentially being 4-0. So really happy with what I'm seeing so far. And uh, it's a hell of a lot better being a Raiders fan than it is being an L.A. fan. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Marshawn's dance moves? I loved it. Uh, you know, I, 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 thought that I, was I great. forgot to mention that. Yeah. But, but Marshawn, they didn't need him. So he only rushed, for tw- I think, 12 times for 45 yards and really could have rushed later in the game to pad his stats but I mean the damage was done they limited his exposure and listen it was the only the second time since he's been in the NFL that he's played in Oakland being from Oakland and he just enjoyed the shit out of it and and I've never seen a player do that a player yeah. just <laughs> yeah it was just, cool I mean he was having a dance competition yeah. with himself on the sideline it was the best <laughs> really? thing ever yeah, yeah it, it was cool yeah he was loving life yeah. oh it was fantastic hair flying everywhere sideline cool. Marshawn being yeah. Marshawn oh yeah it, you know what he's We've said this before, and I'll say it again. He is the perfect fit for he is. the Raiders. Yeah. He is he, he, for the city, for the team, for the fans. He, yeah. It's just, it's a perfect marriage. Absolutely. between Marshawn and the Raiders. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, the Chargers lost nineteen to seventeen to Miami. All right, Galaxy. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Well, the night before at the SubHub Center, the Galaxy was there. Toronto FC, Jeff's beloved mm. Toronto FC, came <laughs> oh. into town. They were leading the league in points, wins, and goals, which are uh, stats that the LA Galaxy are not very good at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so the, the battle actually started midweek when Toronto head coach and former LA Galaxy player Greg Vanny, he announced that Josie Altador and Sebastian Giovinco would not travel to LA. For those of you who are not aware, those are Toronto's best two best players and he basically said in the middle of the week we don't need him to go to LA I'm going to give them the rest we've already got you know a playoff spot locked down I'm not going to risk getting them injured sounds like Popovich (laughs) it was a very Popovich-esque move and so he basically slapped the galaxy in the face before the game even started is that a more common thing in soccer um, not really. I mean, you do see guys alternating between when you have midweek games and weekend games, you give your players some rest maybe. And if you're away during the week, you maybe don't travel, but, but to not have them even on the roster, even just staying at home, that's a huge slap in the face. Wow. And especially when it's your best players, when you're going into the playoffs, there's something about building chemistry and having that momentum going, but he, you know, they said, no, we don't need these guys. The galaxy, they stink. <laughs> So, so, so then uh, they went and proceeded to beat them three nothing, and the galaxy lost. Right? Yeah. So come kickoff time, the galaxy. <laughs> I got to teach you how to give an update. Yeah, this man. is how it works. <laughs> so you do you. Hammer. Some <laughs> come kickoff time, the galaxy started the game with a strange formation, and I thought this is weird. Was it the flying V? <laughs> it was essentially, <laughs> essentially it was the flying V uh, with three defenders and then five midfielders, even though two of their midfielders were technically defenders, but still. I'm boring you with semantics here. But basically, they were trying something out of the box against the number one team in the league, and you just knew this is going to fail spectacularly. So, uh, what normally in the, you have those movies where, you know, there's a bully who comes and, and pulls down the pants of the opponent, of the, the hero, <laughs> <laughs> in front of the whole school and that's what Toronto did on their on a free kick they caught they hate caught, it when that happens they so, caught, so they were biff <laughs> they were pretty much biff they caught the galaxy not paying attention during Toronto a free biff. kick and they scored a goal and the galaxy just looked absolutely stupid because they were completely lost they didn't know what was going on and so they basically embarrassed the galaxy in their home stadium and from that point on the nice thing is in movies that hero kind of comes back and get re- gets redemption but this is more like real life where the bully just kicks the <laughs> shit out of you for the, the rest of your you know high school career <laughs> yeah. and that's what toronto did they put up three more goals they beat the galaxy 4-0. That oh, was, was the final score. Uh, we saw a debut of one of their new players, Michael Ciani, who's supposed to be the yellow Van Dam replacement, and he got burned on three out of those four goals, so that's nice. Oh. I hope he is not making <laughs> long... I hope he didn't buy a home in L.A. He doesn't yeah. plan on staying yeah. very long. And it's just... 
it, it the galaxy looked so uninspired. I was at the USC game, so I, I didn't watch the game live, but I saw updates and I went back and watched replays, and they just looked there were the effort. Just yeah, the was team, terrible. The team's horrible. They, they, they're horrible, and Eric, they're not, just give up. Just stop giving up. It's one thing to suck. Listen. It's another thing to put zero effort. <laughs> oh, for Christ's Here's my sake. stat, my Victor <laughs> Casella useless stat. Uh, <laughs> the Toronto goalkeeper yeah. had zero saves. Ben, what? Ben Garcia had just as many saves as the Toronto goalkeeper. Wow. Hypothetically, the Galaxy, the Toronto couldn't have put a goalie in the goal, and they would have been fine because there were no right. sharts. Right. Shart, shart, oh, shart. Plenty of sharts. There are no sharts. Plenty of sharts. Not sharts enough sharts. Never good. Wow. And things were so bad that even the media was kept out of the locker room post game. I guess Coach Siggy Schmidt, you know, dressed down the players, basically told them that you're playing for your jobs, that you won't be here next year if you don't step it up uh, if you want to read a great article go to corner of the galaxy with our friend uh, Josh Gessman he wrote an interesting article kind of a behind the scenes look at what the what the media saw yeah, on that stuff day. Is going down yeah dude. so there the state of the galaxy is terrible right now players are playing for their jobs they look uninspired and they face Atlanta midweek Wednesday tonight if you're listening and uh, Atlanta has scored t- 10 goal no 13 goals in their last Three games, and so expect the Galaxy not only to lose, but to lose in spectacular fashion. You know, at that new Mercedes-Benz Arena. You know, Eric, when 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 the Lakers were on a just a terrible losing streak, you remember when we used to give updates and we'd say, "Well, Lakers are still the Lakers; they still suck." Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's just the 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 worse the Galaxy do, the more I want to talk about them because there's just so much yeah. meat on that bone. You know, with everything like daddy going issues. on. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shall we get out of here? Yes. I'm I feel like we covered the show. everything and more. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. You can find us on Facebook, Reddit. Uh, I think that's all of them. Check us out online at guysinshorts.com. You got the store up there. Hey, if you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, tell us how happy you are with our UCLA updates and, <laughs> and everything else. 562-450-3356. And of course, please... Uh, share the show with all your friends. Review it on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can subscribe there as well. And check out the uh, the Rams House. Yes, Rams, oh, Rams House. House. Yeah, and, uh, Suxers and short pants coming oh, soon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> For Victor Costello, pants. Ben Garcia, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. Still trying to figure that out. We'll see you guys next week. Ah!